Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Pastor Holly Whaley. Dedicated to the Word of God, Pastor Holly Whaley is a wife, a mother, and a powerful speaker fueled with the passion to fulfill God's mandate in equipping believers to find hope and restoration through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. Pastor Holly is known professionally and personally as a coach, a mentor, teacher, and a preacher. She is a dynamic conference speaker specializing in various topics related to women, youth, and global business. She takes special interest in the local and global community by participating in local outreaches along with leading missions to Africa. Pastor Holly has worked in various ministry positions over the last 25 years. She continues to play an integral role in her local church, City Reach Church Burlington, where she serves as the executive pastor under her husband, Pastor Keith Whaley. She is a a mother, and she serves her family, community, and the whole body of Christ with a passion to see kingdom advancement. So I present to you all Pastor Whaley. Hello, Holly. Hello, T. How are you? I am so great. I'm so great. I am truly blessed to have you on this episode today. Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes. So let's get into this interview. So this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Holly, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? Well, I think that's something that for a long time I really struggled with, if I'm completely honest. Um, Mm -hmm. I kept looking for my purpose and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And some days I still do that, right? But I think Mm -hmm. that Defining your purpose is first understanding who you are in Christ. And once you've identified who you are, then it's easy to find your purpose because you begin to understand your passions. You begin to understand why you were created with certain gifts and talents. And as you begin to do that, then I feel like you get to the place of understanding your purpose. And I truly believe, and the word tells us that we were all created to worship God. Mm -hmm. And so as we worship him, I mean, that's really our purpose. That's why we were created, right? He created us to worship him. And so as we do that, then he'll open the doors and the paths that we need to take and do what we need to do. And you'll begin to realize those passions. And that then fuels your purpose. Yeah. Yes, that is so true that that passion, that drive, like you said, it fuels you. And as you continue to move and um, fulfill all those things you need to do, you'll open your eyes and be able to see that, oh, you know, I've been 
I, I, I guess this is what I've been trying to do. I guess, you know, <laughs> this is what God has me on earth to do. You know, right. everybody can have a different purpose. It may even change by the day some, for some people. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so, so you know, that passion. If you don't have any passion and faith grounded in anything that you do, it's like, why? Why? Why do it if you're not mm-hmm. passionate about it? And, and, and you're... And you have faith and you have belief that you know that things are going to be greater. Like, despite how small things may look now, you know, things may grow even bigger to, you know, a magnitude that you thought it would never even grow into. So, right. Make sure you have passion behind your purpose, folks. That's right. It's important. So if you can use one word, just one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I would say fierce. And the reason I use that word, and it's taken me a long time to probably look at myself in that way, but I Mm -hmm. never give up. I never give up. It doesn't matter what lies ahead. It doesn't matter the disappointments. I am fierce in what I believe in. I am fierce in how I live. And um, I just, I feel like that fuels Again, my purpose, because I just never give up. It's just who I am. That is awesome. That's a good word to use, fierce. And, you know, you stand firm in what you believe in. And, you know, you become a force to be reckoned with because, you know, you have a belief and you have a faith that that is very strong. And you're not going to let anything knock you over. Yeah, you're going to encounter some different obstacles and trials and tribulations, but that's all a part of the journey, which I always tell people all the time, just embrace it. It makes you who you are. And it was definitely clear to see that even when I met you for the first time. Wow, this woman, she about her business, okay? (laughs) She is about her business. She know the word. And she going to, you know, she's going to let the people know. And it doesn't matter the population of the audience, ages, races, whomever. You know how to... Um, change up the vernacular, if I can use a big word today, change up the vernacular so it fits the people that you're in front of. And it was just such a perfect speech or, you know, whatever you may want to call it, the day that I had mentioned, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. But it can be applied to anything. You know, it can be applied to anything. Yeah, it really can be. And I think that once you find where you really fit. And I think that takes a long time too sometimes, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm, you just mm -hmm. know, but when you really fit what you're doing, then you can be fierce at it. You know, you just, you look at it and the obstacles look like opportunities. They don't look like obstacles. Your whole perception is different. And I think so many people don't operate properly in their purpose or their passion. And so they never quite fit where they're at. They're always searching. And when you find it, stay in that vein because that's where you're going to really excel. And even in the business arena, right? I've been in the business arena um, and in a career for 25 years. So even in the business arena, like I, I stand true to my faith. Everybody knows who I am in Christ and what I believe. And I stand firm in that even in corporate America. But I also work in the vein in which I know God has called me to and and Mm -hmm. to equip people and to educate people and to help them become the best version of them that they can be. And so even in that, 
I can be fierce because I know the the way that I'm supposed to work it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Yes, yes, yes. And to piggyback, well, I ain't going to say to piggyback, but to flow into the next question, um, I want to know, can you tell our listeners um, how, I don't want to say how, but what were the signs? I guess I could say signs. What were the signs that, you know, God gave you in regards to being a pastor, being a leader in the church and in ministry? I think for me, I knew at a very young age that I was called into leadership. And I, I use the term called, I, you know, we use it a lot in church, but I just mm-hmm. felt like there was something inside of me that just knew I was supposed to lead people. I didn't mm-hmm. really know what that meant. I didn't know how. But I also, my mom saw it. And so my mom began to cultivate that in me when I was a child. And she would allow me to do things that not that weren't necessarily in my comfort zone, but she pushed me because she knew at some point I would need the skill set. <laughs> and um, I remember telling her, I used to be, when I first started my career, I moved up the corporate ladder very quickly. And they used to call me boss baby because all of my employees were a lot older than I was. Mm. And I was like a baby coming into them, you know, and, and they didn't mean it in a negative way, but you know, it was just the fact that I was the youngest person in the office and yet I was in managing the people. And so I think I knew there was something in me, but I didn't know what that meant. And for a long time, I wasn't sure how to approach the ministry piece because I felt like it was so sacred and, right. you know, you, you can't touch it. I'm, you know, I'm a mess. I can't be that or, and, and mm-hmm. I grew up in church, but we all know that growing up in church, you're still a mess, right? Even yeah. as a pastor, I'm still a mess. And I'm very honest about that, trying you know, we all have our areas that God has to deal with us in and um, we'll never arrive. And I think that was what was scary for me because I never felt good enough. I never felt like I could do it. And I remember having a conversation with God. I love missions. I worked in missions for a long time. I always volunteered at church and I did different things. And, you know, I would be asked to take on ministries. And I thought, okay, I'll do it. I just never said Mm -hmm. no, I would, I would do it, not even realizing what God was setting me up for. Yeah. And I remember telling a friend of mine, um, I said to her, you know, it, it just amazes me that God puts me in these positions and I start all these ministries. And then it's like when it's time to that the ministry's really functioning well, then I start something else or God puts me somewhere else. And I said, <laughs> sometimes it's frustrating, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like you don't see the fruit of your labor. And right. she laughed at me and she said, that's because of the call of God on your life. Mm. And I didn't understand it. I was in my 20s. I didn't know what she meant by that. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, later in life, how I wouldn't have thought that I would plant a church with my husband, right? right? And that we would be going down this journey. And there are still days I go, God, you got the wrong one. <laughs> I think you made a mistake here. We need to talk oh about Oh, my this. gosh. 
but you know, I mean, I just, I think that it's a, a daily thing and understanding some of the characteristics that you have and why you have them. You may not understand it, but develop them because over time, God's going to reveal the bigger picture. That's right. He will reveal it. And um, I remember always thinking, oh, I'm going to be a ministry. I would even say that. I never really wanted to be a pastor. Um, okay. I That wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember when, when our pastor told us that he was going to send us to launch our church and that it was time to go. And I remember thinking, like, I am so ill-equipped for this. I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, God, are you sure? I, I, I think you picked the wrong couple here. We, <laughs> we don't even know what we're doing. And, Mm-mm-mm. um, but as you say, yes, that God begins to, show you how equipped you really are in some ways and where you're not equipped, he brings people aside to help you along the journey. And so I can't really say I knew when I was told, I think my life has been a journey to get to the point right? of that. I mean, so that is so like, that's really good. Cause you know, like some people, you know, like, cause I'm, I'm really active in a church and you're like, well, Am I supposed to be doing this? Like how you say, like you can question a lot of things, like am I supposed to be doing this? Or, you know, you get involved with that and then you may have a lot of ideas and then next thing you know, you're president of something. <laughs> and, then, and then you go to the next thing. You're like, okay, well, I want to be on this committee. And then next thing you know, you're doing all of the stuff for this or you're handling the money. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like, like you said, but God will put you in those situations where you would have to utilize the the um the knowledge that you have and um mm-hmm. it helps build up the characteristics that you have within yourself and you know the different tools yeah. that you may know that you can apply inside the church or wherever you may worship um he has a way of showing you what you're capable of doing yeah he really does and I tell our people all the time, you know, if you don't like doing something, then don't do it. Like, come right. on, tell us. Like, you know, I really don't like serving in this capacity or this isn't a fit for me because we don't want people serving just out of necessity. Mm-hmm. We want them to see where they're good at and what right. they're good at so that they can further the kingdom of God. It's not even about the church, right? I, God may be using you to learn finances in the church so that he can bless you with a multi-million dollar business, right? That's I mean, right. That, that can be the way that he moves. I don't feel like everyone is called to the quote unquote traditional ministry, right? There's right. a lot of people mm-hmm. that are called into marketplace ministry, which is just being in corporate America and shedding the light of Jesus wherever mm-hmm. you go. And, you know, so those skills that you learn at your job, you can apply at church and and serve in that capacity. Or you could say, you know, I really, I I work with a lot of people on a daily basis that say to me, I don't feel like I'm making a difference in the world at their Mm -hmm. job, right? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, that's what happens sometimes. And church is an area or you know, community service, working in your community that you can then find that place of fulfillment. Right. And so we want you to serve the capacity where you have a passion because then 
A, you're going to do it well, but B, it's going to give you the fulfillment that you need that the job, the source that God has given you doesn't fill. So, you know, it's important. It's important. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So growing up, did you have any role models or mentors and did it change over the years? So growing up, I did have um, role models and mentors and definitely it changes over the years. And I think the reason it changes is that sometimes you outgrow your mentors or you outgrow those that you looked up to. And that's not a bad thing. Right. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing as a mom. I want my kids to do better than I did. But if they only get from me, you know, as their mentor, then they'll never get beyond what I can give them. And so I think it's important for you to continually look for mentors that will take you to the next level. So I think that is continually should change. Um, and then you're going to have those constant people, right, that are there for the long haul, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a different type of relationship. They'll mentor you in different areas or keep you grounded, <laughs> you know, but I think one of the biggest mentors in my life was my mom, mm-hmm. and she was really my grandmother. She raised me, oh, and wow. um, she just, she taught me the most valuable lesson in my life, and what she taught me was how to pray. And if I can teach my children anything, I hope they learn how to pray for me Mm. because it doesn't matter what life throws at you. It doesn't matter who's in your corner, who your circle is. It doesn't matter who your mentor is. When you face a challenge and don't know what to do, but you know where to go, that's life changing. And that was what my mom gave to me. And so um, I strive to give that to my children on a daily basis. If nothing else they learn from me, I hope they learn that. That's so Yeah. Yeah. So my mom, I also said, so here's a funny, right? So I also said that I was going to be the white Oprah because <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really love Oprah. I think she's done a tremendous job. and. Actually, what I really appreciated about her, because when I was growing up, um, she still had her talk show and she was um, doing that piece of her business. She wasn't even to the extent that she is today. Right now, I can admire her for many other reasons. But I remember she always liked to tackle the challenging topics. And I love that about her because she was fearless. She would talk right. about anything and she would talk about issues that were real to people and related to people that nobody else would talk about. Yeah. And uh, so I always said that I was going to do that. Right. Um, I haven't got there yet, but there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Look how long it took her to get where she is, you know. Right. Right. You never give up. Oh my you never give up. Absolutely not. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? And how did you overcome that? I think my biggest challenge has always been me, mm. quite honestly. And I think if a lot of us were honest with ourselves, we would say that's probably true for a lot of us, that we become our biggest obstacle. And 
I think I say that because I didn't feel adequate. I didn't feel like I could do it. My own insecurities. And I think some of that comes with just how we grow up or mm-hmm. you know, where we grow up, different things like that. So there were a lot of things I knew I could do. And I've always just kind of felt like I could do anything. But at the same time, while I have the mentality I can do anything, there is a piece of me that goes, but what if it doesn't work? Right. What if it fails? What if it doesn't, you know, what if I can't do this? Um, what if it doesn't grow to the place that I want it to, whatever, right? So I yeah. I have been my biggest obstacle and I am in a place in my life now where I'm learning, don't stop yourself. Do it afraid if you have to, right? And my husband always says we don't win or lose. We win or learn. So regardless, whether it works or not, you've learned. And so because of that, that was very freeing for me because there, I'm very much in certain aspects of my life, a perfectionist. And if things couldn't be done to the perfection I wanted it, then I wouldn't do it. And I Stop myself from doing things that I know without a doubt I should have done. Mm, Wow. And, you know, not that I can't do it now. Mm -hmm. It's a different time and season. And if I had done it then, then it it would, it it just, I would be in a very different place. And, you know, but that's part of my story. So I just say, don't let yourself be an obstacle like I did. (laughs) Learn now. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I love how your husband said it. And I've heard that on several occasions, like, you know, you can't take a loss as something to be so upset about and, you know, miserable and then you're depressed and all this other stuff. But you take that experience and you learn from it. So, you know, the next go round, if you come across this same encounter, hopefully you don't, but, you know, that same encounter again, you know how to approach it differently. Right. Yep. All about perception, guys. It's all about perception. It really is. So let's talk about success. So what is your meaning or what do you classify as success for you? And what do you consider your current biggest success? And they can be personal or business related. So I think for me, I define success in different ways. I think As you grow and evolve in life, I think success has different meanings to you. So where I was very goal-driven, very money-driven, success looked a certain way, right? It was how um, advanced could I get in my career and, and doing things like that. And as I've gotten older, and maybe it's because I've accomplished those things as well, I just feel like success is really so little about me and so much more about the legacy I want to leave behind and the legacy not only in my children, but in my church and anybody that I come in contact with, right? I just, for me, success is seeing other people succeed. And Mm -hmm. if I see them grow and mature into what they want to become, then I've been successful. Right. I'm the same way. I love how you're the same way. (laughs) I love it. Doesn't that make you feel good? Yes. I I don't know what it is. It's just like a, like a fire burning on the inside. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, 
I just love, especially people that you've seen grow. Like, yeah. I remember for when they were, you know, at the bottom and mm-hmm. now they're growing into this awesome person, whether it's personal or if it's in their business or, you know, it's even great to even see people who I know, like, oh, my God, I know she struggled as a child and now she's an amazing mom and she has a husband. And, like, even, like, those things like that are successful to me as well. Like, yeah. so it's just great being able to see other people grow and even just being around for such a long period of time to even see that because we know friends can come and go family can come and go um you know so it's it's just such a blessing to be around those people and still having the people in your circle to be able to you know celebrate and experience those things together i agree i love it i love to see that yes 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 so let's um let's go back to the mindset of young holly (laughs) And if you could give young Holly a piece of advice, what would you tell her? I would say don't sweat the small things. And the things that you think are big are really the small things. Like, mm. just let it go. Right? I, I look back. I wouldn't change anything because it's created me into the person I am today. Right. And so um, I've always, even as a young child try to live my life with no regrets right so every Mm -hmm. decision you make know that there's consequences and will I regret regret it or not right so right um, I never wanted to live with regrets and I think if if I really were to look back at myself and say you know the things that you're going to come across don't sweat the small things like let some things go because it's not even worth it and, right. and some of the things that you're going to see as really big, huge things, they're really the small things when you get a different perspective. Right. And and that is what I advice I would give to myself. You know, just, you know, come up higher and take a look versus being right in down at eye level because right. things appear so different. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Especially like when you get older and you really get to understand things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understand things. Like even when your parents used to tell you to do like certain things or not to do certain things and you used to get upset. But then when you got older, you're like, oh, so this is why he or right. she told me not to do it this way <laughs> and to do it another way. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yep. And you still have the same conversations with your children and they don't get it yet. And I'm like, one day, Lord, yep. let them have the epiphany I had. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness now I know you might get busy you know between being in the word and being at work how do you practice self-love and self-care you know that's a funny um thing for me personally because I think as women um it was always very easy for me because I was single for a very long time. I didn't get married to my husband until I was 36. Oh, wow. And so for me, I mean, I lived life, right? I mean, I traveled the world. I, I, I took care of myself. I, you know, did things and I had the luxury to do that where a lot of women, their moms and they're working and their wives and it's a very tough situation. And so when I then got married and became a mom and all of those things, the way I 
show self-love or conduct self-love changed very drastically because the things that I once did, right, go to the spa, do different things like that, get my hair Mm -hmm. done, my nails, that all kind of changed. And with financial obligations and things, you have to make decisions. Right. And um, I had a friend ask me probably towards the end of last year, that very question. And I said to her, I don't, I don't, I don't have time. I just, I don't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, um, what do I really want? Did I, I didn't care that I wasn't getting massages or I didn't care that mm-hmm. my hair, you know, like, I, I mean, I care if it gets done, but it, it's different. So what does yeah. love look like for each person? Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes as women, we feel like, it should look a certain way. And I realized for me, I, I went back to school and I wanted to just become a better version. And so yeah. for me, that's self-love, right? Taking yes. classes, doing things that are going to advance my career, that are going to advance, not even just my career, but just, you know, do things that's going to help me to help other people. And that's, for me, that's self-love. And I think sometimes we get it twisted and we think it should look a certain way. But for me, that's what feeds me. And because of that, I was like, wow, I'm a lot happier now that it's, and my friend said to me, do you really think you need to add anything else to your time? your calendar Mm because your calendar is a nightmare and she's right it is right (laughs) and she was really looking out for me and all of a sudden I started to tear up and I said but these are the things I really want to do right and at that moment it was me going wait a minute I don't care if I never make time for this that or the other this is what I need for me. And it's, you know, an hour a week, two hours a week, whatever it is, that's how I show it. Right. Um, Oh my gosh, that is so true. I was just telling somebody um, the other, no, I actually said it on a live yesterday, but I was also telling somebody the same thing. And I was making reference to a um, female friend of mine who I met some time ago through support of her, you know, her business. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so great once again to see how far she's come. And just a couple of weeks ago, she had made this post about how she had um, she had to be in three locations in three days, and she went from like Baltimore to LA to Atlanta to New York. And I was like, dang, I know she's tired, but that's that's entrepreneurship, like that's the life. Yep. I said, especially when you've gotten to how high she's gotten. So I'm like, shoot. She's here, there, and everywhere, got to catch this flight, that flight, catch this train, this train. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be me one day. I said, I'm going to be able to enjoy it, even though I don't care how tired I am, sleeping, taking all the crust out of my eyes, everything. And then, bam, it happened just this past weekend. I was like, look, look at this. Look how crazy that was. I said, I was at an event on Saturday. Then Sunday, I was able to go to church and rest. I said, but on Monday, I was in Virginia to serve as a panelist for an event and then came home, left a contract job half a day to drive all the way to New York for another event and then come back home and then do the same thing all over again. I said, this was the same thing I was just talking about two weeks ago. And that, see, but, and, and that's very powerful because sometimes we don't realize the power of our words. Yep. 
the power of our words and and it's you put it out there and God said, Okay, I'll do it. Here you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here you go. Surprise. Surprise That's girl. awesome. I love that. I saw your post and I was just like, I I wanna do that. I do do that, I, but I I you know, you just see people and you're like, Yes. Go right. do it, you know? <laughs> I want to do that. And then you're like, oh, my calendar. Right, right. <laughs> you're like, hold up, Jesus. Hold up, hold up. Right, right. Wait a minute. Let me, let's take a step back. <laughs> let's, let's have a talk again now. They said have a little talk with them, right? I think it's now with the talk. The talk is now, Jesus. <laughs> oh, so true. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. But, yes, like, it's just such a great feeling. But understand, like, even just like you said, pouring back into yourself is a form of self-care. And a lot of people don't even know that. Like you said, educate yourself. Do, like, I always tell people, go to trainings, go to workshops. Yes. Do things that you can um, fill yourself on the inside and then be able to share that same information with somebody else. Yes, absolutely. That's all, That's all it is. So if you can have one resource, it can be a thing, it can be an app, it can be, you know, whatever. One resource that you use every single day that you cannot live without. What is it? The word of God. (laughs) In any form, app, you know, paper. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, um, that's, that's the one thing I can't live without because I... Uh, it's my lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's my lifeline. To everything. It is. It is just the key to everything. I it really it. is. And I tell people all the time, if you need a juicy love novel, read the word of God, right? <laughs> it's got some great stories in there. If, yes, you're dealing, if you're dealing with rejection and abandonment, read the word of God because it's got stories like that in there. You know, I mean, it's... And and if you need to know about the greatest love, read the word of God because you'll find it. And I mean, it's just, it's full of everything you could need. Oh my gosh, that is so absolutely true. I'm a firm believer in that. I am definitely a firm believer in that. It gives you everything you need. It really does. It's like a counselor paper version. Like right. paper if you're looking in the if you're looking in the paper Bible guys, but if you're online, you know, like you said, in the app, however you feed yourself. It could be a devotional book. It could be whatever. And it really is a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver. It is. And I I remember, you know, one time I was a teenager and I just made a commitment and said, God, I'm going to read because I I couldn't understand it. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was and I was like, God, I'm just going to read it whether I understand it or not. I'm just going to read it. And so I committed to it and I was reading the book of Joshua. And at the time, I mean, I'm like 13, 14 years old. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'm reading it and it's like all these wars and all this, you know, historical stuff. And I wasn't into history. And I thought, oh, my God, um, just kill me now, right? <laughs> and I just kept reading it. But I was committed because I made a commitment to God. And I, so I right. just kept reading it. And one day I'm in the car with a friend of mine, and she said something. And I just started blurting out things I had learned from Joshua. And I thought, oh, my gosh, like, he was a great leader. And, like, I was hearing myself mm-hmm. tell her. And I thought, wow, I guess reading the word really does have an effect on you. And from yeah. that point forward, I was like, whether I understand it or not, I'm going to read it. Yeah. Because I knew at some point God would bring revelation. 
And, um, yeah, I can't live without it. Yes, I love it. I love it. So can you let our listeners know um, about any upcoming events or projects that you may have? Absolutely. So we um, have our church in Burlington. It's City Reach Church Burlington. We're in New Jersey. So if anyone is in the Burlington County area and would like to come, we would love to have you. We worship on Sunday mornings at 11. You can um, connect through Facebook with us. We're on Instagram and um, via our website, which we will share out with you. We also are getting ready. We're putting it together. It's going to be in August, um, a conference for women, and Mm. it's going to be what not to wear. Mm. So I hope that everybody um, comes out to that. We're going to do some fun things. We're trying to um, put a fashion show together, do some makeovers, just have a good time um, and understand how to be our authentic selves. Yes, that's going to be be like anyone else. I love it. That's going to be a good time. That's going to be a good time. We're excited about that. Yeah, I know I am. So whenever all that information drops, make sure you give it to me. I sure will. (laughs) Absolutely. I definitely will. And another thing that my husband and I are working on for your listeners, um, both of us are certified Christian life coaches, and we're going to be doing Marriage Mondays. And Mm. so on Mondays, we will be um, in March, we're going to start releasing videos of just how to manage your marriage, right? Mm. We're going to talk about um, topics such as to blend or not to blend, right? Should you um, be in a blended family? What does that look like? We're going to talk about interracial relationships. We're going to have open discussions um, around conflict management. Okay. So, you know, we just want to, um, marriage is our passion because that's where everything starts, right? The family starts in marriage. And so we want people to have successful marriages. And even if you're not married yet, there's going to be some great information for when you do get married. So we hope that um, you'll join us in that. We will put it on our church website, um, on our pages as well. So as soon as I have that YouTube channel that we'll be using, I'll share that with you so that you could share that out with your listeners Tim. Yes, yes. So is there any way that our listeners can find you guys on social media so that, you know, they can keep up with updates? Absolutely. So um, we do have Facebook and Instagram for the church, which is City Reach Burlington. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have our K&H Coaching Facebook page and Instagram page where you can find updates as well on that. That is awesome. That is awesome. So before we go, can you give our listeners one piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Absolutely. I think my one piece of advice would be recognize your passion, follow your passion, and do it on purpose. So, you know, God created us all with a purpose and on purpose and for purpose. And so I believe that when you identify your gifts, talents, and passions, then you're going to be bossing up in all areas of your life. 
Yes, that was amazing. Uh, guys, he dropped all the gems today, okay? And if you wasn't blessed with a quick word, then something is wrong with you, okay? <laughs> okay, she dropped the gems. She told you how to contact them. Um, she has a whole lineup of events that are going on at the church. Her and her husband are doing some amazing things in their communities and also internationally. So make sure you guys keep up with them. Holly, I'm just so happy that you were able to be a guest on today's show. Oh, thank you so much. I love it. You are it. so welcome. You are so welcome. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.